The following shear has been presented by Rav Yitzchak Grossman, Dayan at the Beis Havad, and has been brought to you by the Beis Havad Halacha Center. Kedushin, Dafayalif. In our previous two lectures for Dafayalif and Tessin Pei, we discussed the question of the establishment of Mamzerus based on DNA testing. We noted that on the one hand, Rav Chaim David Regensburg takes for granted that we will accept the results of a DNA test to establish someone as a Mamzer. He argues that insofar as the science is conclusive and reliable and unequivocal, Halacha would accept its result. Halacha would indeed consider someone a Mamzer if an unequivocal DNA test considered him a Mamzer. On the other hand, many other postkim, particularly of Asher Weiss, have argued that we do not establish Mamzerus based on DNA testing for a variety of reasons. In our previous two lectures, we gave a couple of the reasons they proposed. In this lecture, we give a number of the other reasons offered by Rav Asher Weiss, as well as other postkim, for why we would not establish Mamzerus based on DNA testing. Rav Asher Weiss, in an interview with David Lichtenstein on the latter's radio program headlines, offers a number of reasons. He explains that he's offering five or six different reasons because it's our duty to be as careful as possible in the area of Mamzerus, not to make someone a Mamzer unnecessarily. So in addition to the reason that we previously brought from him, he has a number of other reasons. Some of them are quite interesting. One point he makes is that science changes. Nothing in science is absolutely settled. What we think of as certain today may be rejected tomorrow, even though DNA, DNA testing seems so reliable, it seems so conclusive. Nevertheless, he says, as time passes, we may not be as sure at some point in the future as we are today. He says, you're going to tell me DNA testing is clearly so reliable? He says, yeah. Well, they once thought it was obvious that the world was flat and not round. The Shvaz Yaakov, as recently as 300 years ago, he points out, says that we can't rely on scientists and doctors because these are the same guys who think that the world is round. Science changes. Now, Rav Asher, unlike some other postkin who just argued simply that DNA testing, tissue testing, forensic testing is not reliable, Tzitzeliezer and others, Rav Asher Weiss is willing to accept DNA testing for most purposes. He himself, he himself says later in the same interview that he relies on DNA for Aguna, for Yerusha, for DNA Mominus, to pass the Lake Kohen, to take away his Din Kahuna, his privileges of Kahuna, and even, therefore, to allow him to marry a Giyaris. Particularly from Amzerus, the Russia Weiss is making the argument that science changes. Why should we, why should we make this argument specifically in the context of Amzerus? Obviously, as the Russia says, we have an agenda. We would like to avoid making Amzerim, but, but halacha has to be consistent. It has to be honest. Why should we make this argument about the changing science dafka with regard to Amzerus? So Rav Asher proposes a fascinating argument. He says other halachas are relevant for today. Basharusham. And of course, he says, Halacha does rely on science. He brings the Gemara Nida. When Chazal had questions in Nida, they consulted the, the experts in physiology in Nida. In Gemara and Shabbos, when they had questions about Kilayim, they consulted non-Jews who were experts, the, the doctors who were experts in whatever area they needed to know. So in general, he says, yes, we do rely on science. Unlike some other posts who say we don't, he says we do, at least in this context. However, he says, Mamzerus, because it's something that is relevant, not just for the here and now, for this guy, it's relevant for his descendants, it's relevant for future generations. Therefore, we have to take into account that science is not immutable. Science can change. Since the halacha we're establishing today is relevant for the future, we have to take into account the science of tomorrow, which might not be the same as the science of today. Now, I have no inherent intrinsic problem with, with what Rav Asher Weiss is saying here. I just don't understand how he's applying it consistently. As we noted, Rav Asher agrees 
that we will use DNA to render somebody ice kind, to take away his privileges of kuhuna, and even to allow him to marry women who are prohibited to kohanim. That's also relevant to future generations. If we, if we use the DNA to say, you're not a kohen, that means your child's not a kohen, and your great-grandchildren won't be kohanim either. That's also relevant to future generations. Even Aguna, you can argue, is relevant to future generations. We allow her to remarry. The kid might be mamzerim. But certainly, kohen seems exactly the same as mamzerus, in that it's relevant to future generations. So I don't know how to reconcile this unless we say that, again, Rav Asher is really, this is only a sniff, really he made, he made this argument that it's zero for the other arguments, which are particular to Mamzerus, or because Mamzerus we have this, this weighty duty, this weighty imperative to avoid making Mamzerus. Another fascinating argument made by Rav Asher Weiss, this one even he agrees is interesting, and he agrees that it's an Agatita, and it's not 100% sure how, not so clear how much he really wants to rely on this, he quotes a medrash, Bamidba uh, Rabbah, the beginning of Pashas Naso, talking about a sota. The medrash talks about the fact that adulterers, the Noef and the Noafes, they think they're going to get away with it. They think they do their thing in darkness, nobody sees. They think even a Kosh Baruch Hu doesn't know. Sinners in general seem to think that way. They think a Kosh Baruch Hu doesn't know. What does a Kosh Baruch Hu do? So the Medrash, Dashan's various psukim, it says that Akash Baruch Hu shapes the face of, the, of their progeny, the product of their union, Ba'oso Ubar, they think, they don't even want to get pregnant, they just want to do their taiva, but Hashem makes them get pregnant, and Hashem is mefarsim ba'olam. Hashem publicizes their sin, Kishiyedu Abrios, everyone should know, they'll say, the face of the child is like the face of the Noif, and people will know what they've done. They're going to deny it. They're going to say, we didn't do anything. We didn't, we, we didn't sin. We're innocent. People will say, oh yeah, then what does this kid look like? And that could be talking about the kid born of their illicit union. But the Medrash goes on. This is the kicker. This is what Rav Asher Weiss emphasizes. Don't say the Medrash says this is only when she conceives from the Noif. This is even when she gets pregnant from her husband, even when the kid is legitimate. As long as she committed adultery, Hashem will change the tour of the Vlad to the tour of the Noif, even though the child is not from the Noif, it's actually from the husband. Says the Rosh Weiss, we see the Kosh Baruch Hu in service of this goal of publicizing their sin, the Kosh Baruch Hu will actually change the facial features of the child of the husband to resemble the Noif. So if Hashem can do that, if he can change his phenotype, he can change the genotype, and this kind of tampering the Kosh Baruch Hu is doing can actually invalidate the results of a genetic test. He might be changing the genes too. The genes might show he's the knife, even though he actually is the son of the, of the husband. A very interesting svara. Rav Asher Weiss has a couple of other svaras, which are a little more standard, a little more down-to-earth, and these svaras actually would be relevant to using DNA testing in other contexts too. Rav Asher Weiss says you always have the possibility of human error, even if the science is absolutely reliable. Humans are fallible. Humans make mistakes. Another point Rosh Weiss makes is that you have to rely on the assertions and declarations of the clerks who tell you the results. They're not kosher for edus. So Rosh answered a question from David Lichtenstein. He says, maybe train our own technicians, maybe train our own, get our own clerks. Rosh Weiss says, why should I do that? It's not my job to make mamzerim. They're not neman. The current clerks, the current technicians are not neman. I should train my own in order to make mamzerim. Why do I have to do that? Not my job to, similar to the point we saw from Rebel Yashiv, we're not mechuyiv to check, to find out if someone's a mamzer, if it'll be halacha, he doesn't have the din of a mamzer. Says the Russia wife, not our job to train the clerks and the technicians. 
the results we get from them, al Alacha, may have no nemanus, and therefore we don't have to go out of our way to test again, to to test again to cause us to believe that the child is a mamzer. Another interesting argument is made by Ramorachai Willig. Ramorachai Willig points out even if we know for a certainty that the child is born from someone other than the husband, from a man other than the husband, nevertheless it could have been conceived theoretically by in vitro fertilization. The opinion of many poskim, Ramosha Feinstein, and Ramosha Feinstein in particular, some poskim, Ramosha in particular, is that a child conceived via IVF is not considered born from an adulterous union and is not a mamzer, even if she's a married woman. There were those who disagreed. But the halachas, according to the view of Rav Moshe, the halacha would be that the child born of IVF would not be a mamzer, and therefore even if the DNA testing indicates that the father is someone other than the husband, it could have been IVF. And even if it's not necessarily the most likely possibility, he says, that a married woman would, without anyone knowing about it, would get, uh, would, would conceive via IVF from somebody else, it possibly says, and the, the rule of Mamzerus normally is, that we consider even somewhat remote possibilities when necessary to avoid establishing someone as a Mamzer. In general, the question of tissue testing which began actually before DNA testing, began decades earlier, about 50 years ago, began with various forms of blood testing, and there we actually find a major debate among the postkim in all areas of halacha, one of the most common questions in Eretz Israel with paternity testing, establishing whether someone is the father in order to decide whether he should have to pay child support for the kid. This was a topic that was hotly debated by many of the Gedolei Eretz Israel in particular, and many postkim including Rabbi Zion Meir Chayuziel, Mishpatei Yuziel, Tzitzeliezer, Rabbi Waldenberg, Rabbi Ehrenberg, the Dvar Yoshua, many Gedolei Aposkim, followed by Rabbi Vadi Yosef, who actually says they're the majority and we follow them, many argued that we do not allow blood testing at all, not for any purpose, certainly not for Mamzerus. They made a number of arguments. One of the arguments was that the science is not really settled. Back then the science was still earlier stages of development. Tzitzeliezer says that we don't rely on the science, which, which, can change, uh, which can change periodically. But particularly they felt that the science contradicted an explicit Gemara, an explicit statement of Chazal. The Gemara in Nida says that there are three partners in a person, father, mother, and Akash Baruch Hu. Each one contributes some aspect of the child's essence. The father gives the loven, the white parts of the child, which, are, which become the bones, the sinews, the fingernails and toenails and the moach, the brain, the brain in his head, also the white of the eye. The mother gives the red, which is the skin, the ar, the basar, the skin, the flesh, saras, the hair, shachar shavayim, the black part of the eye. Kashbarch, who gives the ethereal, the spiritual parts of the person, ruach, neshama, and klaster panav, the intangibles, the shape of the face, riyasayim, sight, miyasayim, the sense of hearing, diburpeh, Speech, Hilachraglayim, locomotive power, Ubina Vahaskel, different types of intelligence. So the Gemara says that the red parts of a person, including the including the skin and the flesh, come from the mother. Sedra Vuziel, followed by the Tzitzeliezer of Yaakov Rosenthal, many poskim, including the the Yeshua, and followed by Ravavadia, they say the red comes from the mother, not the father. Therefore, any testing of the blood that tries to identify paternity based on blood testing contradicts Chazal, and we ignore what they say in favor of Chazal. Aramuna and Chazal is strong enough that we disregard whatever 
whatever the scientists say in light of the in light of what Chazal in light of what we know from Chazal that that we we ignore we ignore whatever science says where it contradicts Chazal. Rabuziel says that the Gemara says this called Badika Majahit any scientific test Mispatelas Neged Kabbalasim Hanamana Shal Razal is void we we dismiss it when it contradicts the, the faithful tradition of Chazal called the Brand of Baruch Hakodesh Baruch Shabachar Behemov Mishnasim. This is the opinion of many Gedolei Aposkim. Rav Avadia, writing a little bit later, says, even though there was a dissenting view, which we'll discuss shortly, nevertheless, Achir Rav Lahatos, we follow the majority view. Rav Adya says, <coughs> Shari Uziel, the Dvar Yeshua, the Dibri Yisrael, the Mishnah Lachos, and Allah is Achir Rav Lahatos. Now, Rav Asher Weiss is not too keen about this. He actually feels that it's difficult to bring a riot from this Gemara, he points out that the Gemara doesn't actually say Dam. When the Gemara talks about the red, it says Basar, it says Ar. It doesn't say Dam, because I knew about Dam. There are a million places he says, because I talked about Dam. So Al-Karchach Dam is not part of this Gemara. Dam is not relevant. So you can't conclude anything from this Gemara. Anyway, it's Magadite, he said. It's not talking about halachic criteria. He mentions in the course of his discussion the idea that there's whether we're made in Medivri Agada, even when it doesn't contradict anything in halacha. Maravasher is not convinced as arrived from the Skamara. Similarly, Rav Shlomo Zalman says that Rabbi, Rabbi, Rabbi Avram Abraham Sofer reports Rav Shlomo Zalman wrote to him that we shouldn't take Chazal so superficially, so literally. Not sure what they really meant. Any event, he says, he's not sure what to do with the Skamara. The one, the one Gadol of the last century who vehemently insisted that we should rely on blood testing in spite of the Skamara was Yerizah Isaac Halevi Herzog. Rav Herzog has a fiery letter. He actually says he's embarrassed. He's ashamed of the fact that Postkim, such as Rav Azil, or he doesn't name him, but Postkim are taking this position that we ignore scientific forensic testing in light of the Gemara. He says, Kamat Boshti v'nechlamti from such an idea. He says, we have an attitude of bittel with, with respect to these scientific testing, he says, what does that have to do with the Nemanus HaRofim? He says, you're bringing me halachas about believing the Rofim, not believing the Rofim. He says, something which is clear, it's been discovered, the borrower, we know with 100% certainty it works, he says. Everyone agrees that it works. Chazal never had a lachlash misina that it doesn't work, he said. He said, how can you, how can you possibly say this, he says. How can you compare the science of the time of Chazal, which earlier post said that he is not so reliable with our science, he says. He said, our science is absolutely certain, he says. Chaval, he says, what a pity that when the Mada is holich b'kovesh olamos, science is conquering worlds, it's making vast progress, and Megala sode sodos, revealing to us the hiddenmost secrets, he says. Even if it's sometimes wrong, he acknowledges science sometimes backtracks, he says. But he says that we, he says science is so wonderful, and we, with regard to Torah, he uses a remarkably strong language, he says, we're meshakim roshenu b'chol ka'ofa yedua, we're sticking our heads in the sand like, like the well-known bird, in other words, like the ostrich, he says, what kind of business is this? He says that we're gonna that, that we're gonna ignore science. The science is so clear and so authoritative in favor of uh, just just because we have an, we have an Agatha Gemara that, that that may indicate something else. He says it's not the way it works. He says the science is absolutely certain. So in any event, many poskim were reluctant to use blood testing for any purpose for fraternity. The science wasn't so sure they felt it's against Chazal and Ravadia feels Alachlamaisa both for fraternity from Amzeris in general or Ravadia feels. We should not rely on forensic testing largely based on this Gemara. Now, it would seem, if your main objection is from this Gemara, 
that would only apply to tests, either blood testing or even DNA testing, where we're testing the flesh or the blood or the parts of the body that seem to come from the mother. The same Gemara does say that certain parts of the body come from the father. The Gemara says the father gives the atzamos, the bones, the gidim, the tiparnayim, the moach, the brain, the nails of the, of the fingernails, the toenails. So even Lachara, the postkim like Rebaziel, who refused to accept the science based on the Gemara, would still seem to agree that if you test tissue, the loven tissue, the tissue that comes from the father, that should be acceptable to that should be acceptable to determine paternity and to determine mamzerus. And with regard to Aguna, where you're testing tissue samples found against tissues that we know came from the person himself, you're not testing paternity or maternity at all. You're simply testing identity, is this the person we think it is, then it would seem that even many of the postkim who were opposed to tissue testing in the middle of the last century might agree that this testing is reliable. Additionally, it seems from reading much of the discussion that many of the postkim simply felt the science was not that settled. It was the, the early blood testing was much more primitive than, the, than modern DNA testing. One of the, one of the postkim we discussed is from Shlomo Dachowski. He had a case about paternity. They did a DNA test. This is in 1982, and he said that for paternity, we will allow the DNA test to pasture the husband, because even on the one hand, Rav Bila is probably his child, but the DNA says it's not his child, so it will be a suffix, we won't be machai of him. However, he says, when it comes to Mamzerus, we will not make the child into a Mamzer. He says, since Sof Kol Sof, it's only a Rav. He says it's only 99.6% accurate. He brings the halacha that we go to great lengths to say a child is kosher. The halacha is, if a man leaves town and the woman, his wife, gives birth up to 12 months after his departure, we say it was just a very long gestation, up to 12 months, more than 12 months, we pass him a mamzer or a suffolk mamzer. But up to 12 months, we see that, we say that it maybe it was just a really long gestation. Similarly, DNA test is not proof. It probably is 99.6%. We're not going to make him into a mamzer. Robila Zacharabal is going to allow us to keep the child not a mamzer. So he said, we will patch him for paternity, but we won't make it into a mamzer. The other day on him, on the, on the case, his colleagues said that we don't accept it for paternity, for paternity either, for child support, and the case went to appeal to an appellate based in, in which the based in upheld the verdict of the majority that we won't be machai of child support, including Ram Shapiro. They certainly held we don't rely on the DNA, not just from Amzairus, even with regard to child support. But again, that was in 1982, where the test was only 99.6% accurate. Today, we certainly have testing, which is orders of magnitude higher. So today, the science seems to be pretty reliable. And unless you're worried about the Gemara Nida, which some posts can were, and maybe still are, it wouldn't seem to be a problem. And even if those posts can would say that you can't rely on tissue testing for paternity purposes, for child support, or for Mamzerus, if the tissue is being tested is red tissue, is skin or flesh, you can get around that. If you wanted to, you can get around that by testing White tissue, white tissue comes from the father, so you could test the tissue, such as bones, or such as, such as the bones, or the brain, insofar as you had that kind of tissue available, you can test that tissue, and that would work, even if we take the Gemara as a refutation of the possibility of testing blood to determine paternity. The Daf Yomi Halacha series has been brought to you by the Beis Havad Halacha Center. To sign up for the Halacha Center's weekly interactive e-journal, please email subscribe to info at thehalachacenter.org.